0: On today's show, Jabari Smith Jr.'s season in review. How did he handle his rookie season? What were the expectations for Jabari coming into the year? Did he live up to those expectations or did he fall a little bit short? What were some of the things that he excelled at? What were some of the things that he struggled with? We take a look at one game, one play, and one number that stood out from his rookie campaign. All of that and more coming up right here at Locked on Rockets. This is Mission Control, Houston. Ignition sequence start. The Houston Rockets select Jalen Green, Alperon Shingen, and Jabari Smith Jr. T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal.
1: Every time I step on that floor, I'm coming. Hey, Houston fans, I am so happy. You're getting somebody who's going to come in with a chip on their shoulder. Somebody who's going to come come in and compete from day one.
0: Six, five, four, three, four. 2 1 What's up and welcome to another edition of Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. As always, I'm your host, Jackson Gatlin, native Houstonian and credentialed media member. I'm also the host of Locked on NBA Mondays. Be sure to follow along on Twitter at JT Gatlin. The show, of course, at Locked on Rockets, free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts, including YouTube. Go to YouTube, search Locked on Rockets. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Give us your thoughts on Jabari Smith Jr.'s rookie season. Give us your evaluation How did he perform in his rookie year? Let us know. Give us your comments in the YouTube section. Now, today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit, ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. And as always, thank you so much for making Locked on Rockets part of your day every single day. Shout out to the everydayers of the show, whether you listen on the way to work, on your lunch break, in the gym, wherever you listen to LOR, thank you for making it part of your day every single day. Joining us now is your weekly co-host, none other than the X's and O's man himself, Ali Khan Bajani. You can follow on Twitter at Rockets underscore Insider. Here to break down Jabari Smith Jr.'s rookie season. We'll take a look at some of the highs, some of the lows, and at some point over the course of this episode, we're going to get into our one game, one play, and one number picks from Jabari's Season basically exactly what we did with Jalen Green's recap. Uh, just you know, these are, I think, a more interesting way to kind of tackle doing a season review, looking at some things that stood out to us about Jabari Smith Jr. season. But where we do want to start though is kind of taking a step back and looking at the expectations coming into this season for Jabari. And honestly, Ali Khan, I, I think that Jabari, while he had a stronger end to his rookie season. I think that he kind of missed the mark a little bit for where some of the expectations were for him. And maybe it's because those expectations were a little bit unfair coming in. He was projected to be the number one overall pick. There was this excitement, this buzz about how quickly his shooting and defense would translate at the NBA level. And obviously he wasn't exactly, you know, done any favors by being thrown into Silas's system. Very few, if any, plays drawn up for him uh, kind of being left out there to dry, honestly, a lot of the time. And he talked about that. He talked about, you know, some of the adversity of, that he faced throughout his rookie year, trying to, you know, some of the, the rebounding, the offensive rebound opportunities, things like that, just trying to really work for his ability to be involved at times with what the team was doing. I think that while he may have missed the mark from what Rockets fans were initially expecting from him, in his rookie campaign, I think he really did kind of come on strong there at the end. So much so that he's, you know, th- that he was able to make a case for being on an all-rookie team, right? And stuff at the end of the season, which wasn't really something that we thought was going to even be remotely possible two or three months into the year.
1: You know, when, when I'm characterizing Jabari Smith, I'm looking at it like I look at something in, somebody in high school. When you when you go from like a transition from middle middle school to high school academically – the first year sometimes can be a little bit of a tr- trans- transition, right? You're struggling a little bit in your classes. Sophomore year, you're taking kind of courses you've never seen before, like chemistry or things like that. So it's a little bit of a transition. Once you get the hang of it, though, and you show that consistency, how how are you doing, right? Like, how are you doing in your 11th grade year, 12th grade year? Psychology is going to look at the application process with everything. Not trying to get too academic, but the reason I bring that comparison up is that's how I view Jabari Smith's rookie season going into his sophomore year. He's going from a big transition. This dude was 19 years old for the season. 19, right? He's coming off a situation in Auburn where he was put in situations where people set him up, right? He was the focal point of the offense. In Houston, he was not the focal point of the offense, right? So we have to consider that as well. His responsibility is a big This goes back to when Steven Silas was his first season here. I asked him about this. What is the five man's responsibility in your offense? And he said that he he likes to put them in different situations uh, or different positions, but primarily in the corner, take away the big from the paint. So Jabari was playing the five on offense, is, is in the corner. He's not necessarily the focal point. He's more like a safety valve, right? And so I think over the course of the season, as he got comfortable, his confidence came back, his shot got going, especially after that Indiana Pacers game. Um, towards the end of the season, we saw him shoot much better from the field. We saw him take a lot more responsibility offensively, right? I've, it, it, there's a big difference between him and early in the season where he was chucking up shots early in, in the shot clock. And I'm using the word chucking because sometimes I felt like he was being a little impatient um maybe chucking is not a nice term to say but you know what i mean he was being a little impatient sometimes he would no he was he, he
0: was chucking there were there and and yeah. but a big part of that is because you know what you know he wasn't in rhythm and there were so many exactly. factors that went into it right he exactly. wasn't in rhythm exactly. he didn't know when his next shot was going to come he exactly. had poor decision making like all these different things that spilled into what became chucking no
1: yeah and, and but now when i you know take it and juxtapose it to the end of the season I look at it from a different perspective, right? I'm looking at that. What, what was that upward trend from the start to the finish? And then he did show an upward trend. He's shown me that he's learned, he's grown a lot. I actually went back and watched quite a bit of film from especially the end of the season. And there were things that he used to do early in the season. He, he One thing about Jabari, and we'll kind of get into this, he loves to help. He likes to help in everything. Like He likes to overhelp sometimes. And that could be a strength. That can be a weakness. And I, I think it got to a point where he was starting to learn how to make reads that ended this uh, towards the end of the season, right? Also, whenever he was defending the rim, his hands used to be low because he thought he would be able to poke the ball away. Towards the end of the season, he kept his hands high and he got a few blocks out of it too at the rim in drop coverage or on switches where he was kind of pedaling back towards the rim. So there are things I saw that shows me an upward trend in this game. But you're right, Jackson, for who he is, for where he was drafted still somewhat of, you know, did not meet expectations that a lot of people had for him for the season.
0: Coming up, we're going to get into our one game, one play, one number for Jabari, as well as how we grade his season as a whole. We're going to get there in just one moment. But first, today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Look, it's incredibly easy to get caught up in what everybody else needs from you uh, you know, throughout your life and never take a moment to think about what you actually need from yourself, right? When we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling ...stretched incredibly thin and and totally burned out, right? I know I've been there before. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com. Slash locked on NBA to get started with 10% off your very first month. That's betterhelp, H E L P dot slash locked on MBA. And continuing on here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. Be sure to tune in throughout this week and moving forward with the program as we break down different players, revisiting their seasons with the Houston Rockets, as well as taking a look forward ahead at the NBA draft. We've got a ton of draft content coming your way, so be on the lookout for that. But, Ali Khan, let's go ahead and get into – we'll start with our one-game setup here. Uh, go ahead. You go first. Uh Give me your one game that stood out from this season for Jabari.
1: I really liked this. was game 65 for him or game 68 for the Rockets. It was March 13th. They played the Boston Celtics and they won a home game. And he hit the clutch free throws at the end of the game to seal it. Um, he scored, I think it was 24 points. He had 11 rebounds. It was his third consecutive game of at least 20 points and 10 rebounds. And then he was five of six from three, five of five in the first half, 9 of eleven shooting overall, played 36 minutes. And yeah, the Rockets won that game uh by a few points. But that was a that was a big deal for me because I was also with that Alper and Shingun, Um especially towards the end of that game. And they kind of went to a lineup that you know Alpi wasn't playing and Jabari was kind of handling some of the stuff defensively. And I really, I, I really like kind of what I saw from there. Not in the sense that I want to see Alpine on the team. Please, you stands, don't take that, what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that there are some qualities that you really like to see from Jabari when he is that lone big on the floor, right? When he's paired up with Tari as a rebounding big or when he's paired up with somebody else like KJ. I saw a lot of really good qualities from that game. And also, he was shooting the basketball. And also, I didn't say this, this
0: dude... Yeah, okay, Billy I, Bays, but wait, there's more. Like,
1: <laughs> Yeah, he had three assists. And all three of those assists, Jackson came in transition where he brought the ball up the floor and made the pass to somebody else who ran and got a layup or a shot. So that was a really good game for me to be able to see all the different things he's involved in, defensively, offensively, and what he can go in. And I know a lot of people will go through that two games before that. There's a game against Indiana, people will highlight. But for me, it's that Boston game because they won the game and he had his footprints all over, handprints, whatever you want to say, all over it.
0: I, no, and I, I I love that one. I love this that that pick for your game. Um, I am one of those people that picked the the Pacers game, although it was a it was a toss up between picking this one and actually surprisingly the Milwaukee Bucks game from December. Maybe not great surprisingly, game. great game. Great game. Easily easily probably his best defensive performance as a Houston Rocket going up against Giannis. So that one can be we can tip our hats to that one as the the honorable mention. But I did go with the Indiana Pacers game, because that was the game. So just go through his stat line really quick. He had 30 points on 10 of 19 shooting. He was 3 of 5 from long distance, 7 of 9 at the free throw line. He had 12 boards, 3 assists, 2 steals, and a block in 46, basically 47 minutes played in this game. And those of you that remember watching this game, this was the one where Jabari Smith Jr. hit the 3-pointer to force overtime. This was such a chaotic, insane game. And Jabari, I think when you revisit his entire rookie season, I still think this is his best overall top-to-bottom game. I know he had the game winner from the Pelicans game, so there's that. But this game was really his the first time that I thought he put together across the board, a very, very strong game on both sides of the basketball, and then to tie it all together with a shot that ultimately pushed the Rockets into overtime to give them a chance to try and win the game. Now, they ultimately lost the game, unfortunately, but for him to have elevated his play to that level, he was the best player on the floor for the Rockets that game. And for there sure. ha- there weren't many games this season where you would look and say, yes, Jabari was easily the best player on the floor. He was the number one guy. Had it going offensively, defensively, all that. And this Pacers game was that. It really felt like a he's arrived moment, I guess, for Jabari. It was a coming
1: out party for him. It was a big coming out party for sure.
0: It was. And so that, to me, has to be my one game that I wound up picking for Jabari. And I'm going to have to, we're going to have to, you know, I'll I'll flip it around here a little bit. I'm going to tee it up the first one on this next one the the one play that's because I already alluded to it a moment ago (laughs) I already know what this is it's the game winner it has to be the game winner it, it has to be the game winner man there's no look to be able to be a rookie and to have a moment like that in what was an otherwise forgettable game and I think this was like this was the thing that really stood out about this moment right is the play there wasn't It wasn't drawn up for Jabari, right? Steven Silas talked about it after the fact that he had Jay Sean Tate inbounding the ball and the original play was run for one of Kevin or Jalen to get open. They couldn't get open. And so JT, I guess, like locked eyes with Steven and they like, you know, non-verbally communicated like, okay, throw it into Jabari, throw the ball into Jabari. And he had up until that point, it was a really forgettable game. He'd only scored eight points, but then he drains this game-winning shot And everything was fit like it was the the reaction inside Toyota Center, seeing the the water bottles race in the locker room, the water, everything, man. It was fantastic. That has to be easily top three moment of his rookie season. It might be the moment of his rookie season, honestly, to be able to say you had a game winner as a rookie and to cap off what was. At that point, I believe a three-game win streak for the Rockets too, because they'd been playing some really impressive basketball that week. And to be able to get that win, that that has to be his one play, his one moment, I guess, for me for this season. What about you?
1: I'm going to go back to December 11th. The Rockets played the Milwaukee Bucks, and it was after halftime. And it was a side. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to narrate the whole uh, sequence because I think it's it's probably my favorite sequence this season. Oh, okay. They, uh, Jalen gets an after timeout where he gets a screen from Jabari. Gets a little nice little pinned down screen. Jalen's on the wing hits a three. There's three points. Milwaukee takes the ball out, comes down in transition, runs a pick and roll, empty pick and roll. Jabari's the big. Out. He's playing with Alpi at this point. Jabari's the big. Jabari's kind of playing both the role and the 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 pick and roll player. Puts his hands out, uses his long arms to deflect the ball, get a steal, brings the ball up the court. alley-oop to Kevin Porter Jr., right? Next, next possession. Giannis is like, you know, I'm gonna go at it now.
0: Like, I, I know this, I know this exact sequence and I love it. It's this, this <laughs> is this is a great sequence.
1: Yeah. Giannis is like, you know what? Let me go to my left. I love going left in transition. I'm gonna attack left. Jabari is like, what are you doing, my guy? Goes up blocks him, and then he gives the biggest Tiger Woods fist pump I've seen from him this season, then runs all the way down the floor. Al-P, I think Al P uh, He Jabari gets the ball. He looks at the rim, hesitates, and makes a dump-off pass to Kevin Porter Jr., uh, hesitated in a good way to kind of draw the defense in, makes a bounce pass to Kevin Porter Jr., who dunks the ball. 7-0 run from 52-55 Rockets deficit to 59-55 Rockets up. Timeout Milwaukee. The crowd was nuts. Jabari was going crazy. Everybody was hyping him up. That
0: was a great sequence for me. No, I, know. I, it's funny as you were narrating that sequence, I, and also we'll we'll do our best. We will go find the the plays that we're talking about. And we'll link them under the uh, episode promotional tweet on Twitter, so you can you can see the you know the the moments that we're highlighting from this past season. Although I'm sure if you're if you're a diehard Rockets fan, if you're an everydayer of this podcast, and you're watching all 82 games of the Rockets season all of that, you, you'll remember these plays, these moments. But it's funny, as you were narrating it, I was going through my own head because I remember the recap episode of that game narrating that exact sequence because it stood out so vividly and it was such an impressive sequence by all, by, by all guys involved, but especially by Jabari, right? To be in the right spot the right time and to answer that challenge by Giannis was... So nothing short of amazing to see him kind of, you know, have that, that big boy moment, right? Where it's like, all right, Giannis, yeah, like, I, like I got you. Don't worry about it. And after he did it, all right, after he did, it, you can go and I'll, I'll send the clip to you after he
1: after the last um, dunk, right? He looks back at Giannis as Giannis is walking back to the bench. That's what I love about Jabari. Jabari don't care, man. He's talks trash. He you know, once he adds more muscle and he can back up his game even more, I'm told he's going to be one of the most enjoyable players in the NBA. I I, I have such a great time watching Jabari Smith Jr. play. Um, and just I love his confidence. And it goes back to the introductory press conference for Ime Yudoka where Rafael and Ime uh, um, were talking about how much they appreciate or like Jabari. And if you notice in his press conference and also in the interview with Vanessa Richardson that you had a show on, Jackson – He he went out of his way to mention how much he appreciates the competitiveness that Jabari has. And I think that goes a long way. That clip itself was a great example that illustrates that competitiveness.
0: Coming up, we're going to get into our one number. It could be a stat. Maybe it's not a stat from Jabari Smith Jr.'s rookie season, as well as his overall grade for his first year in the NBA. We're going to get there in just one moment. And final segment here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. Now, Ali Khan, we've tackled our one game. We tackled our one play each. So because I messed up the last one and I took it first, I'll let you go. So what is your one number that stood out to you from Jabari Smith Jr.'s rookie season? 80. Ooh, okay. 80. 80. What, What is 80 referring to? I love it. He had
1: eighty. He had eighty assists over his last forty-nine games. After only having twenty-one assists his first thirty games, why is that important? Out of those eighty assists, I don't have the exact number uh, in front of me, ja- uh, Jackson. But most of them were to Alper and Shingun, and that bodes well in terms of their ability to play well together. Bodes well in terms of ability to make entry passes. I, I'm still confident saying that as of today, on this current roster iteration of this roster. Jabari Smith Jr. is the best player in terms of post-entry passes on the team. He is the one person who can actually get LP to his spots and guide, him to the, uh, guide the ball to where LP wants it to be. Um, and I think that's a big big reason why they those two have really good chemistry. And I really would like to see Ime find a way to get those players to sync and, and play well together, not just offensively, but defensively as well. I have a few more, but I want you to go first before I give those. A few more? We were supposed to
0: pick one number. <laughs>
1: Well, I I pick 80. <laughs> it's, 80, it's, 80 80 80 means 80 different stats Jackson. Okay, so
0: there you know. we go. So 80 that, that's what the true meaning of 80 is. Okay, no, it's fine. We can we can we can we could throw in some extras in here. This is like you're the kid who shows up and shows up to class and he's like, "I did next week's homework too." I gave like, you the <laughs> I
1: gave you the high school analogy the first segment. It should tell you all you need to know about how try hard I was. Nerd alert. All right. I was a nerd, man. I worked hard for my high school rank, man. All right. You know I, what I mean?
0: You were a nerd. I was a total burnout in high school. I did not care <laughs> about high school, whatever. All right. Anyway, I was also a theater kid, and I never showed up to any of my other classes, so there's that. Um, all right. I'll tackle my stat, and then we'll get into your plethora of other stats that you sneakily wanted to throw into the show. Um, my number is 16. 16. 16. 16. 16 is the number of double-doubles that, well, point rebound double-doubles that Jabari had this season. But likewise to your stat, uh, I wanted to highlight a little, you know, a tree branch off that stat, if you will. He had eight of his 16 double-doubles after the All-Star break. And what that kind of tracks and matches the eye test in that Jabari started rebounding the ball a lot better after the All-Star break. He looked more comfortable. He looked more aggressive, especially on the offensive glass, finding those opportunities. His offensive rebounding percentage almost doubled which is another another number. Now I'm competing with you for all the numbers, Ali Khan. This is your fault. No, but seriously, his feel for rebounding both offensively and defensively in the second half, and it's the, the crazy thing is the reason I, I wanted to point out, right, eight of those 16 took place post-All-Star break. We think of the All-Star break as this midway point of the season, and it's really not, unfortunately. It's like the final one-third of the season. So, for him to have ramped up his rebounding to where he had eight of his 16 double-doubles in that final one-third stretch of the Rocket season, and he could have had a few more double-doubles across the way as well, because he had you know, plenty of games where he had like eight, nine boards and was flirting with a double-double and didn't quite get to that point. What stood out to me was the rebounding, because for him to be able to find ways to impact the game, to really you know either close out a defensive possession strong or to earn some extra points offensively by being in the right spot, and I think, especially when you look at some of the offensive rebounds that he was getting, he started to really learn and understand how to use his length and his size to his advantage, right? Playing with his hands and you know, his long arms above his head, Right, not bringing the ball back down after he got the offensive rebound, just keeping it high and going right back up with it. He had so many different opportunities where he gets the rebound and then gets a put-back dunk immediately because he doesn't bring it back down. He just goes right back up with it and would slam it home. So seeing that growth from him, And seeing the impact that he could have on the game just with his rebounding really bodes well for the future, I think, as a guy who, again, if you've got an elite rebounding four man next to what you would hope is a good rebounding five, you're going to be a good top five rebounding team. And then even still, to the point that you made earlier, as Jabari starts to get bigger, stronger, all that, it's going to make his life easier on the boards. And he's very much a guy that projects to be able to play you know, some small ball five and we might not even call him a small ball five a couple of years from now. Right. He might be like a legit just four or five option at the NBA level once he adds a little bit more to his frame.
1: So I want to I want to give you one number in, in, in just just to kind of go off that point about weight. Is this 10. number
0: 37 on your list or just <laughs> what's up? okay? 10. No, the, the,
1: the the number is 10? I think he's going to add 10 pounds going to next season, 10 pounds of muscle. And anyway, why, why I give you that number? I want to compare his body type to Jason Tatum's body type. Not the same player, different player. But when you look at Jason Tatum and the weight he added as he went from his rookie to sophomore to junior year, he added 10 pounds to his frame. And I feel like their frames are very similar. They have broad shoulders. They have you know, a good upper body like just size. They can add a lot of muscle there. And I don't know if you remember, Jabari put that tweet out of him like looking all ripped. Or there was a tweet. Or it was an Instagram where he shared it or he liked it whatever it was of him ripped. I really do feel like he's going to come with a lot more weight next season. But I really do feel like 10 pounds is a good way to kind of get his body ready to start adding that weight because you can't just add weight all at once. Otherwise, you're going to put yourself you know, in a position to get injuries. But I think 10 pounds of muscle going to next season, especially upper body is really going to help him a lot more. And to your point about offensive rebounding, he realized, whoa, well, man, I'm in the corners. I'm in the slot. Teams are playing off of me. Let me just go ahead and sneak in. I can't count how many times those offensive rebounds or those tip outs, those tap outs to other shooters were because as soon as he saw a teammate getting ready to gather the basketball, he started trying to get, he did a little swim move, got inside towards the painted area and was getting in position for a rebound. He has a good nose for the ball. And I really feel like that's going to help him um, going into next season and beyond because you pair that with Tari Eason, who's a good rebounder, and then LP, who can. Get his fair share of rebounds as well. It's a good trio of rebounding big men in your in your front court that um, you 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 have as a foundation.
0: Absolutely. All right. what What's your uh, What's your next stat on your on your little Santa list of stats that you have got over there?
1: He shot thirty seven percent from three over his final twenty games. He only shot twenty nine percent his first, first uh, his first fifty nine games. So that's a what eight percent increase. That's an in eight percent swing, yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty big swing, 37% on a higher volume, by the way. Higher volume of threes compared to his first 59 games. And then also just overall, he scored in double figures in his final 19 and his final 20 games, averaged 16 points a game in those games on 48% shooting from the field. You want that to be towards 55 or 60, but I think from considering where he started, I'll take it. You know, that's 48% is in comparison to – the first 59 games, which I mentioned earlier, he shot only 38% from the field. As poor as he was shooting from three, he was shooting as poor from two. And that improved dramatically in the second half of the season going into the All-Star break and beyond. And I just, I'm really proud of his development there. A couple other ones I want to read out. In the last four seconds of the shot clock, Jabari is in a is at the 54th percentile in terms of scoring, not just for himself, but creating for his teammates. I think that bodes well for him moving forward as well. Fifty-four percent. You may be like, oh, that's not that's 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 not bad. That's I mean, that's not it's not good. It's bad, whatever. No, it's pretty good, for, especially for a young player to be able to shoot that well at a pretty good percentage um, of his possessions being in that. So I think that's pretty good. I, I do want to highlight some of his defensive stats and just make one quick point about his defense. So when it came to the shot types, like or we you know when, when he, what 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 he was defending he was much better defending you know pick and roll ball handlers and pick and roll sorry pick and roll roll men than he was ball handlers and what that tells me is that he's better at this point towards the baseline area and let me tell you why I say baseline area i say baseline area because that that's where he likes to help off from the corner or a place where he's able to step up and play drop coverage and i expect that to happen a lot more where you know how I mentioned in our last episode where AlP can be that roamer. I also expect uh, Jabari to be a roamer as well because he he has a good knack at making reason wanting to help. Don't make that a weakness. Make that a strength. And I'm pretty confident that Ime Udoka in those ten games he said he scouted noticed how much Jabari likes to help and will, will try to make that a strength for him moving forward. So if so, he's so, J- good, so
0: Jalen Green is going to be the rim protector while Jabari and Shingun are roaming. I got it. It's a a, a flawless plan. Jalen can jump out of the roof. I mean, or 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 you bring
1: in a veteran big, which I think they probably will. And uh, honestly, I think think they will bring in a veteran
0: big. This, I I, I think they should bring in the French kid instead. He seems pretty good. That'd be (sighs) that'd be a strong option as well. Pray now, for Victor. There we go. Pray for Victor. Is that my?
1: Is that is that a good? Is that a good? Uh, no, it's Saint a terrible. Portman?
0: It's a terrible impression. It's pray for Victor. Uh, pray <laughs> for Victor. You gotta get. You gotta get. A little, there's there's a bit more of a southern drawl in there, man. Come on, you're you're dropping the ball here. Uh,
1: but yeah, I mean, that, that's all the stats I had. I, I just wanted to kind of point out that like, he, he showed really good progress defensively, and I'm really excited not not about the shooting, but I'm more excited about his defensive abilities in a switch all scheme. If that's the way he may chooses to go to going into next season.
0: Yeah, and I think when you talk about his progress, right? I think that's the one thing that is uh, there. No, there's a lot to be encouraged by from Jabari's rookie season, but at no point did it feel like he hit a wall and like hung his head because of it. He he dealt with a lot of adversity his rookie year. He couldn't get his shot going. He felt like probably like a fish out of water, right, for a good chunk of the season, and then he really did start to settle in and get more comfortable and this the the strides that he started to take when he got more comfortable i think that we're going to see jabari obviously he's a total workhorse right that's what that was the book on him coming out of the draft as he, he nobody works harder than him he's going to put in a ton of work this off season with Odoka and, and kind of understanding where his strengths can be and you know what some of his weaknesses are i think the version of jabari that we're going to see step into toyota center opening night next season Is going to already be a better version than what we saw at the end of this season and seeing the progress that he's going to make next year with a new head coach, more structure, all of that. I think it's going to be A point guard who's going to set him
1: up correctly. There you go.
0: I think we're going to see some serious exponential growth from Jabari Smith Jr. We'll see exactly why he was projected and mocked for so much of the draft cycle to go number one overall. But with that, Ali Khan, let's get to our grades how we evaluate his season as a whole here really quickly at the end of the show Uh, I'll let you do first honors letter grades keep it nice and simple how would you grade Jabari's rookie year
1: yeah I say for him I give him a b plus for his defense a b minus c plus for his offense and overall give him a b
0: Okay, I like that. Say so, Again, just had to show me up. I had to add more letter grades in there. I wanted one letter grade. He's like, you know what? I'll give him one for offense, defense. You know, Do you want to give him an attendance grade too? Do you want to take a look at how many games he played and, and, and average that out, weight that out a little bit? <laughs> if we're going to give attendance grades, we can give attendance grades to Tari and KJ because they, uh, they they both played all 82 games. So we can all give 82, them a, man. Give, it, give them straight A pluses. I'm going to give Jabari a B minus overall. Um I do feel like, again, relative to expectations coming in, I think he missed the mark a little bit, but he came on so strong at the end of the season, and a lot of the things that we did see were not necessarily things we were expecting, right? The playmaking, the facilitating, the assists. That wasn't exactly something that was going to be in his bag, I guess, right away, and it was one of those kind of encouraging trends where you see his willingness to try things on the floor, right? You saw his willingness to put the ball on the floor and try and create for his teammates. And while it looked a little sloppy earlier in the season, as he got more comfortable, as he got more confident in his decision making, as his shot started to come back to him, and he understood where he could be effective on the floor, you started to see him make those reads where he would take a one-one-two dribble drive to the you know drive to the rim and then kick it out to an open shooter, or drive and then a little shovel pass off to the big man, or like you highlighted, the transition opportunities as well, where he was creating for teammates. So I think there was some bad, some good. Overall, B minus from me on Jabari Smith Junior's rookie season. But Ali Khan, on that note, you know the drill. Let everybody know where they can track you down at.
1: You can follow me on Twitter at Rockets underscore Insider, TikTok. Make sure you're following us throughout the off season. Um, like we promised you, we are we will be doing an email Udoka scheme kind of session or a couple sessions to go over What's to expect next season. So. Working on that right now. And then uh, once we're ready, Jackson and I will do a show on that.
0: That's going to do it for another edition of Locked on Rockets. As always, thank you so much for checking out the show. If you haven't done so yet, please consider subscribing wherever you listen to your podcast. That's Apple, Spotify, Google, the Odyssey app. Free and available on all podcast platforms. We're also available on YouTube. Just go to YouTube, search Locked on Rockets. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Give us your thoughts on Jabari Smith Jr.'s rookie year. Drop your grade, your evaluation of him in the YouTube comments. But as always, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. And we look forward to having you back right here at Locked on Rockets. Your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball.